Oh, fuck me. All right. Welcome to the third episode of the 5th Platoon Podcast. I am your host, Drill Sergeant Cotton Hill of the 69th Infantry Battalion, 420th Infantry. I know that I'm a little late on publishing this episode, but life has been fucking crazy. So... We got a couple things that we're going to go over. I'm going to be talking for a hot fucking minute. If you hear creaking and cracking, you got to remember the 5th Platoon studio is in my one-bedroom apartment, and I am currently sitting in a lawn chair. Well, not really a lawn chair. One of those, like, sports chairs with the drink holders, you know, the ones that you get from home. Anyway, not important. All right, so we've got to cover quite a few things. So I got questions. I got topics. I got shit. And on top of that, just my overall fucking wear and tear of my mental state of mind. So let's get this started. All right. So going to a little backstory. I have been super overwhelmed, like with everything that's been going on. Like, so you got to realize something is not only do I run that fucking page, right? But I also have to deal with some stupid ass people that fucking just comment on that motherfucker. And it's just like, I get it. It's the goddamn internet. Excuse me for saying that. Uh, it's the internet and, uh, God forgive me. Uh, it's the internet and people are going to say where the fuck they want. I got that. All right. But on top of that, like I got the wear and tear being a drill sergeant, you know, fucking teaching classes, extracurricular classes, writing papers, rewriting my books, doing a whole bunch of crazy shit on the side. Like there's not enough hours in the fucking day. To accomplish everything that I, I need, like one of those, what, is, what was that movie? Like Time Stoppers? It was from like the 90s or early 2000s where they pause time and shit. Like, I need one of those. All right. But uh, I, don't worry about me. I'm not like, you know, losing my fucking mind or anything like that. I just like, I'm just like, please. Um, like, currently this week, with any spare time that I've had, has been uh, organizing my place. So. Like tonight, I bought, built a, uh, a uh, what is it called, fucking box spring and or bought a uh, frame from Amazon. Seriously, uh, that's one of the topics that I actually included in tonight is PCSing. One of you asked about PCS moves. Biggest thing is we're going to go over that tonight as well. But yeah, my life has just been astronomically fucking insane. So <clears throat> sorry to those of you that messaged me and I haven't been able to get back or... You know, I haven't been really around or anything like that. It's just like I got five bajillion things that are on my fucking mind. Unlike the former podcasts, like the first one was like more of an introductory. Last one was kind of serious. Uh, as this progresses on, it's just going to be straight up me just fucking roasting people and or just comedic value all the way. As well as addressing things. Alright, so we've got a shit ton of questions. Uh, main topics... Uh, of the night, obviously the PCS thing that we talked about, a Veterans Day, ooh buddy, that was fun, uh, some of the things out of the book of knowledge, you know, army knowledge that I have, so tonight we'll also talk about relationships, <laughs> strippers, and joint bank accounts, uh, how to pass the NCO promotion board, and uh, all the misogyny and racist shit that I have seen on my page. All right, and like how I address that. All right, 
So, and then uh, on top of that, no more sponsors, all right, because they were like, you know, I said it in my stories, but they're like, hey, uh, we want to sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, cool, you know, money to make stickers and like help out the charities. Like, so for every thousand listens, we'll give you $15. $15, gee golly, mister, like 15 whole fucking dollars to ruin a minute of my listeners' lives. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. We're not doing that, all right? So no fucking ads. Fuck them, all right? Like, if you're going to come at me with it, like, you know, like some sort of business proposition to fucking annoy the shit out of my listeners, uh, for every thousand listens, I should get like 150, you know, dollars or something. $15, thanks. I'll just donate to my own charity for that, you know? Uh, And secondly, it's why would I, I fucking hate ads. All right, like I took a poll to make sure to see if you guys were cool with ads, and you were, thankfully. But like, I, you know, I don't need fucking fifty cents to my fucking name. All right, let alone trying to claim that shit later on. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, it's it's been fucking rough. Uh, just the timetables of everything, like you know, the exam. You know, I like even though I've written the exam before. I had to rewrite it uh, because I lost it at Hood. And then I have to finish out the team leader's SWAT leader section. Oh, by the way, I'm not releasing that shit until I hit the line again. Uh, purely because I know some asshole is going to try to steal credit and get an MSM or something out of it. And go fuck yourself. All right. Like, if you sincerely want it, then I'll personally email it to you. But to put it in the share drive, no dice. Uh, go fucking go be an NCO. Go be a, a steward of your profession and make your own fucking uh, test or whatever the fuck it is. I've already given you the blueprints. I think you can work from there. All right. If you notice that there's no like admin shit in my tests, like no, like what is a seven oh five or uh, twenty sixty two? Because fuck that shit. Like that shit you deal with on the daily. All right. My test is purely like, do you know your job? All right. And uh, you know, I'm trying. To um, holiday block leave for the cadre of Sand Hill and or Fort Benning is coming up, so I'll have a lot of time to work on the extracurricular shit. I just hate the fact that I'm so OCD that like, if you me this whole week has been cleaning, like I don't live in a big place, but um, I could literally tell you where a fucking tack is in my apartment, purely because like I'm like oh I need to know where everything's at. I don't ask me why it just is that way. Which is why, if you know, I, like, for memes and shit, I literally go through it, like, 400 fucking times before I actually post something. Because grammatical errors piss me off, and I'm just waiting for some cockbag to just be like, Oh, drill sergeant, did you know that you spelt this wrong? Thanks, dick, I know, alright? It's already got 100 likes on it, fucking forget it, alright? So, we'll address people on my site as well, you know, aside from the misogyny and racism. Um... So I guess we'll just kind of like dive into this. So someone asked me about prior service trainees and like how I view them. Um, They're not bad per se. Um, The issue with prior service trainees is just like they feel more entitled, you know, which they are under 350-6. They're entitled to certain benefits, you know, but they try to like... They're like privates because like when you put them around privates, they act like privates. So they try to like get away with more and more and more. Um, and they try to skate out of POI and I'm like, listen, man, like I get it. You were in the army or, 
you fucking, you know, did a job, but you're learning infantry, so you need to fucking be here. All right, like if you're holding the rank of specialist or sergeant, like you got to fucking learn what's going on or you're going to get to the line and immediately be fucking thrown into like the S shop, not the S shop, the training room or like, you know, a gunner seat if you're in a if you're in a brat or striker unit. So, you know, I don't want that for you, so you should probably open your eyes and ears and shut the fuck up. Um, but overall, they're pretty good. You know, they're good crowd control. The private's really fucking you know, um, listen to them, you know, there's only been a couple prior service, um, individuals that I've dealt with that I was like, so the majority of prior service that come through are usually 18 X. Um, there's only been a couple that I'm like, you're not going to fucking make it purely because of their personality and or their elitism. Um, like I just had a buddy who went to SFAS and, you know, all I said to him was, I was just like, Hey man, you know, I know I'm kind of jumping around, uh, tips to those going to F- SFAS. Uh, what I said to him was, you know, the common, the common denominator to passing SFAS from the soldiers that I've sent or my buddies who have gone is just be a good person. Just like be, when people start yelling or degrade, you know, just step away from it, let it roll off your back. Cause that's not where you're there. You're the uh, selection is an interview. Just be cool, calm and collective because, you know, and this is nothing against Ranger Regiment and, you know, just vastly different personalities. It's like Ranger Regiment, if you want to do great in RASP, you need to be this super A type, you know, jock, like pretty much an asshole kind of mentality. Uh, you all are assholes. I say that with all my heart and soul. I love all of you. You know, you're my Ranger brothers. But, uh, you guys are assholes and like, I would never fit in with your organization, you know? And then on the SF side of the house, you know, they're usually like, Hey, my name's Dave and like, you know, really chill. And so the issue is now going full circle, uh, is, is that a lot of the trainees, the prior service trainers, um, they don't know how to be humble. And so I give them this advice. I'm like, Hey man, when you go through selection, you just need to be really chill. And a couple of them didn't have that ability to do that. And I, you know, uh, but in terms of general shitbaggery, usually prior service is not an issue. Usually they just kind of do their own thing. Um, so I don't really have a problem with prior service guys. You know, I just expect a lot more out of them because I treat them like adults. I'm like, hey, man, you've been in the military. You're still in the military. You just, you know, cross branched or you change them OS, so I'll treat you how a squad leader is supposed to treat you, but if you start acting like a private, then I'm going to treat you as I would a drill sergeant. Um, <clears throat> and here's a weird one that got to me. A drill sergeant asked me, why did the OSIT go from 14 weeks to 22 weeks? All right, so it's kind of shocking to me that you would ask this question as a drill sergeant, especially one on Sand Hill, and nothing against you. Just like it, like it kind of blows my mind that they didn't tell you. Um, so the whole idea behind the twenty-two week is, as we know, when we went through basic, it was do a PT test, go try to qual twice, and fuck out of here. Go to your unit and go to war. Do whatever you're doing. Right. So with the twenty-two week model or with the fourteen week model, you were sending these soldiers who were like still needed to be complete. You know, because we always used to say, oh, when they get to their units, they'll fucking figure it out, which we know is not the case. 
So the 22-week model was built around the idea that you would create these soldiers who were already deployable ready. Like they already knew their job. They already knew, you know, battle drills from STT or, you know, like they just got way more education. And, you know, I personally am a huge fan of the 22-week cycle. A lot of people are like, it's two minutes, you know, too many weeks. And there is some things that you can remove, like CWST. Like CWST, I have no fucking clue on why CWST is in there. It's combat water survival training. Like if you're going to SFAS or like RASP or something like that, then sure, whatever, go to CWST. But like as a company, as a whole, like I joined the army purely because of the USS Indianapolis fucking situation. Like I have family who's in the Navy. I have family who's in the Marine Corps. I'm the first army. And this is my rationale. Uh, in the Navy, if you get lost, you're just dead. Like, you're just going to die. Like, if you, it's more than likely you're just going to perish, you know, because it's nothing but water. If I get lost in the Army, at least I can go find a fucking Denny's, you know, somehow. Um, but, yeah, like, combat water survival, uh, vehicle platform training week. Like, I think that, like, when we find out the duty stations, like, I think vehicle platform week should be closer to the end of the 22-week cycle. And one, there should be, like, a class about PMCS, how to turn on the vehicle, you know, things of that nature. Um, but it's not. It's just, like, uh, you're a little strong, I'll tell you a slit in it. You know, like, what, what the fuck does that teach them? Congratulations, you sat in a striker. What is this, fucking fire truck day at the, you know, the county fairgrounds? Like, nobody gives a shit guy. But, you know, it's things like that. Like, just small things. But what's funny is, is, like... AIT on the, like, everybody's always like, oh, you know, red phase and stuff like that. What people don't realize is, like, those midweeks in white and blue, um, to those of you about to be drill sergeants, if you are listening to this, um, white and blue phase are the easiest of the 22-week, and then it gets progressively harder because you spend more time in the field. And then, you know, higher-ups want to dip their fucking fingers into the 22-week and add their little fucking shenanigans for, you know, OER bullets. But that's neither here nor there. But... That is the reason why. So to cut back on my fucking rambling, um, we went from the 14 to the 22 week to ultimately produce a product on the back end that was already deployment ready. Um, so that way, you know, when they got to their units, they weren't lost in the sauce for like five to six years because, you know, nobody knew their jobs or nobody doesn't know their jobs. Uh, I personally, you know... From my model, my infantry model of training that I have produced, I have, you know, effectively proven you can teach this entire job to a private in six months. It's not hard. Um, but that's something that you have to take upon yourself and put in the extra effort after POI hours. POI is point, period of instruction to those of you who are not, you know, uh, <laughs> on the hill. All right. So, yeah. Um I like I said, the twenty-two week model is perfect, you know. And like, if people complain about it, at least it's not the Rhodesian model. The Rhodesian model was two years, right? And every fucking infantryman was airborne qualified. All right, during the Bush Wars, there were like, what was it? I watched a documentary on the Bush Wars. It was like they were, they had up to forty combat jumps a fucking day, like the like those motherfuckers had it rough. All right, so. You know, as much as, you know, 22 weeks is a long time to see the same fucking criminal faces, you know, it allows you to build a rapport and able to instill discipline and infantry pro proficiency 
into the new generation. Because that's what we need to teach is we need to teach that intellect is more important than you running fast. Like you could teach somebody how to run fast. You could teach somebody how to lift. But you can't teach intelligence unless you have a teacher who can break it down to the most like, you know, basic denominator, meaning the dumbest person. All right. And this is a quote that I always fucking say is if you can't teach a six year old, then you don't know your fucking job. All right. So there's that on that thing. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. It might be a little bit longer. It might be a little bit shorter. Fuck if I know. All right. Like I'm already running off of like fumes. All right. Like, uh, you know, um, I'm doing my best to fucking, you know, interact with, with y'all and, you know, give you as much of my time. Cause you guys are very important to me, you know, as I've stated before. Ben Page to what it is today, and, like, I take a great pride in that to, you know, um, interact with y'all, unlike a lot of people who, you know, get a couple thousand followers, and then they're like, oh, you know, now I sell stickers and fucking t-shirts, and, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm too big for my fucking boots, and it's like, eh, no, no fucking, hey, man, like, do, 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 bring it back a bit. You know, you forget that these people, like, came to you because of your humor and stuff like that, not because they wanted to buy your stupid-ass fucking shit. All right, nothing against the people that sell stuff. Like, nothing at all. Um, You know, maybe one day I'll do it, like, down the road or something like that. Like, I have ideas, but, like, they're my own personal ideas. One, they would dox the fuck out of me immediately. Like, my ideas and stuff, but, like... You know, I just, I don't care to turn a profit off of this. I care to fucking make y'all laugh and, like, have a good time. And, you know, for you guys to, like, I, as much as I said it in my stories, uh, I love just randomly clicking. Like, when I look at the likes and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, let me check this motherfucker out. Um, I do, like, look at your pages that are public, and I will like photos, like, if you're doing something cool tactically, and I just stand in there with a 240, like, look at me, ma. Um, <clears throat> I'll, you know, or if you have, like, a really nice family photo or something like that, you know, I'll be like, oh, man, that's that's really nice. I'm really happy for you that you have, like, you know, a great family. But some of you, I oh, 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 my fucking holy shit. You are the most boot motherfuckers I've ever seen. Just did a fucking 10-miler. No sweat. Like, who are you talking to, guy? Like, nobody gives a shit. You with your 20 followers, like, what game are you spitting? Like, bro, there's not the way to go about it. Like, you're, this generation of men, like, and how they try to spit game is astronomically, like, fucking funny, you know? And to those of you that know who, what I look like, you can you can all you know, unanimously agree, like, I'm a a very handsome man, you know, and I have a sense of humor, and, like, I do have intellectual depth besides my looks, uh, I'm gonna say this right now to you guys doing that shit, uh, stop, stop right now, uh, nobody's impressed, not a single person, all right, and if they are impressed, it's probably because there's something called Tricare on the back end of that, all right, uh, yeah, man, (laughs) like, fuck my life, all right, a girl would rather hear you say, I want to spit in your mouth than you to fucking utter, yeah, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a rough, hardcore job. You know, I'm a fucking, you know, 
underwater basket weaver for the United States Army. All right, like nobody gives a shit, man. All right, like I, I'm infantry and I joke around about my profession outside of work uh, in terms of like I don't identify with it. Um, and I'm an infantry drill sergeant. I'm like the most moto infantry drill sergeant. So cometh the fuck down, all right? Like stop using your service to try to get yourself laid. Like if you're a private, it's like, ah, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, you got nothing else. You know, what are you going to fucking brag about besides, like, your fucking Camaro with 25% interest on it? But y- you know what I'm saying. Um, so another big thing that somebody asked me was tips to giving classes. All right, man. So this is my forte, and I will 100% um, give you the best options that you can do for giving classes. One, uh, be absolutely proficient, meaning like you need to understand exactly what you're talking about. Because when you use filler words like, um, fuck, so yeah, like that shit, you're immediately going to lose interest in the class. If you notice, I talk very fast and that's the drive a fucking point. All right. So when I teach classes is, is that I have poster boards or I have, you know, 20 boards that the Ranger Regiment or Ranger School uses Right. And I hate, and by the way, Ranger Regiment, Ranger School, your 20 boards are garbage. Uh, whoever did that, uh, it looks like a fucking five-year-old fucking hard hit, you know, with a crayon. It was like, this is why we put the little trick, huh? I'm like, dude, how the, like, ugh. I'll get back to that in a second. Anyway. So for classes, you know, no cards, fucking being able to answer questions, you know, really just like engage with the audience. Like if you can take uh, a subject that you're trying to teach and, you know, like um, relate it to your audience, that, that'll connect more. So, okay, big example. When I talk about ORPs or patrols or something like that. You know, I talk about rally points and I go like, okay, an en route rally point is a save checkpoint along a patrol. All right. Or a short halt is a save checkpoint along that patrol. And they're like, okay, so when I'm doing a patrol and I stop, that's our save checkpoint. I'm like, exactly. So it's, you know, it's able to like, make sure that you know where you're at, you know, check the map, you know, you know, stuff like that. And then when I talk about ORPs, objective rally points, I'm like, that is the last dungeon before the major boss right that's where you're gathering all ammo you might fucking you know you're gonna leaders recon you're gonna fucking do all this stuff i know i just used filler words but like that's what i'm saying is like you having the ability to relate the topic that you're talking about to your audience is a major and crucial part all right because if you can't teach a six-year-old then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about all right so Again, 3-21.8 is a great source. Um, I've given a post about the books that you should read. And this is where I'm about to shit on the Ranger Handbook. So, 75th Ranger School, uh, go ahead and fucking email me. Uh, The Ranger Handbook is shit in terms of helping privates or um, new leaders learn how to fucking develop. And why I say that is because... Army doctrine reads like radio instructions. Like, it's great. Like, don't get me wrong. The Ranger Handbook is great if you know what the fuck you're talking about or reading. All right? But like a math book, you know, it's like 
unless you understand what is in that math book, then you're not going to understand what the equations are because you've never been told those equations. All right. Like the Ranger handbook is a great step-by-step -step guide on how to accomplish your task and goal. If you already know what, you know, those acronyms, a general idea or a really good idea of what is being taught or what is being trying to be projected, you know, from like how to establish a fucking ambush or, you know, a raid, um, something of that nature. All right. And that's why like the Ranger handbook is great in those aspects. But for like brand new privates where, you know, drill sergeants are pushing the fucking Ranger handbook. Uh, I'm like, dude, they don't even fucking grasp 10 level tasks. And you're expecting them to read this book and be like, wow, this totally makes fucking sense. <laughs> like that doesn't fucking work. All right. You can't learn calculus if you don't know algebra. All right. And that's just the simple fact of the matter, which is why when I first started this page, I had an LPD about the books that you should read in sequential order on the difficulty levels. So it was the combat leaders field guide which is a four dummies version of the Ranger handbook. Fantastic book. Um, you can buy it on Amazon. You can fucking, uh, they used to sell it in their clothing sales. Um, I don't know if they do anymore, but it's a great book. Like it'll explain everything. It'll be like, what is the situation paragraph of a fucking op order mean? And stuff like that. Um, and then the next one would be three dash 21.8. And then the Ranger handbook. All right, so you need to be well-versed in whatever topic that you are going to be, um, you know, teaching. So there's that. Um, by the way, I'm not shitting on Ranger Regiment. I'm not shitting on Ranger School. I'm just saying your graphics and the way that you project shit in manuals is astronomically fucking harder than it needs to be. All right, like, I don't get it. You guys are amazing. You're all fucking legendary warriors. You guys are fucking, you know, on point with your uh, your mission set. Uh, it's just like, why is it built this way? Like, especially the graphics. The graphics make no sense to me. But that's neither here nor there. All right. And then um, <clears throat> I got to probably cut it short on this one and then roll into because I can only record 30 minutes at a time. Uh, like I said, this is probably going to be a longer one because I've just been, you know, um, holding back uh, for the week. But, uh, yeah. So, another one was negatives of being a drill sergeant. Okay. So, I can speak from a single drill sergeant perspective. I can't speak from a, a married or dude with kids perspective. So, um, but I think they're pretty common. Um some of the some of the negative downfalls is your timetables, all right? So, like, on the line, uh, it's universal, pretty much. That first call is going to be 06, first call, 0630, first formation, right? Well, in drill sergeant world, it could be 03, then 09, then 06, and back to 03. Like, you never know, and, like, it could throw off your fucking, you know, schedule. Um, another big thing, while there's 13 NCOs in a normal line unit, there's only, you know... 10 to fucking 14 drill sergeants in a company. So everybody has a pivotal role. And with the less drill sergeants, it become really, really fucking mentally strenuous. Um, it is mentally taxing, but at the same time, when you get off of work, you have to release it. You know, you have to take yourself out of being a drill sergeant. Um, the ways that I do that is, is that I... You know, when I found out I was going to be a drill sergeant, everybody was 
really, really shocked. Like, nobody fucking was uh, believing. They're like, have they met you? Sort of a situation. Because um, I don't fit that bill of, like, what a drill sergeant, you know, would be. So, in my mind, I'm always like, it's my Oscar-winning performance. It's always, like, a performance. Because it is. Like, if you were a drill sergeant 24 hours a day, nobody would be around you. You would be the epitome of the dude with the decal stickers on the back of your fucking F-150. Like, everybody would be like, dude, fuck, no. I don't want to hang out with that asshole. So, you have to remove yourself from that. And, like, when you live in Patton Village or somewhere close, it's hard because it's a two-minute drive. I live an hour away, right? So, I fucking, you know, have that ability to listen to music and, like, decompress and, like, take off the hat and, you know, stuff of that nature. Um... So I'm going to I'm going to cut it short right here and then I'm going to roll into I'm going to keep going it's just like with this app that I use you have you can only record for uh 30 minutes at a time. So if you there's going to be a slight pause and then we'll roll back in. All right, so we're back and so we're going to keep going into the negatives of being a drill sergeant. So aside from uh decompressing and stuff like that like the big thing about being a drill sergeant is sorry uh is the big thing about being a drill sergeant like the stressors of being a drill sergeant is it's not the trainees it's really not the timetables it's your fucking peers and leadership all right the reason why is like if your peers decide to stop working right they decide to be big pieces of shit and like decide to like they're just going to fucking try to coast the last year or two, if they do three years, is uh, it creates a lot of strain, which I have faced with. And, uh, you know, it really dra drains down on you and causes uh, a lot of, you know, anguish <clears throat> and anger. Because when you're working your ass off, and the privates take notice. Like, they know. They got nothing else to fucking do. All right? So they would always be like, uh, drill sergeant Hill, like, you're always, like, working, where's the other drill sergeants, and stuff like that, it's like, uh, fuck, like, I can't throw my buddies under the bus, but I'm just like, well, you know, man, so, when your peers stop working, or, you know, try to, like, fucking skate by, it creates a fucking, you know, huge ordeal, so, I don't think, if you become a third-year drill sergeant, I think that you should be immediately moved to another fucking company, you know, much like how we do with promotions, only because if you have an entire company of dudes who are in their second to third year, nothing's going to get done at all. And that company is just going to go to shit, right? So your peers are the big thing. Uh, another thing that I will fucking 100% harp on is uh, leadership. So if anybody in leadership is listening to this, just know this. If you are anything above a senior drill sergeant, you are a ceremonial role, all right? Like, as much as I know that you want to fucking put your two cents on things, I got something for you. Shut the fuck up. All right? Because here's the deal. Is, is that most of you probably have never been a drill sergeant. Shockingly, especially you officers. So when you go, you know, I think that, I think you need to shut the fuck up. Because I'm not going to walk up to a doctor and be like, hey, man, so I know you're the doctor, but I read on WebMD, like, do you see where I'm coming with this? Like, you can uh, take your opinion and shove it right up your ass because it probably doesn't work and we've already tried it. All right. So 
that was the big thing is is that when leadership is like you know i've got a great idea and we will be doing none of it thank you very much all right so yeah that's another thing <laughs> if you can't tell like that's a big thing that fucking pisses me off is because people get bored. People are super bored on the hill. And I'm like, dude, go start like a business or get a fucking degree or a master's degree or something to fill your time. But leave us the fuck alone. All right. And that's a big thing is like, I just can't fucking stand that. It's like, if I was in an environment where like, okay, so say... I don't know why an infantryman would be there, but like, say I got attached to like, I don't know, a comms unit and my job was to fill like a first sergeant role, right? I would 100% just be like, listen, I got no idea what the fuck I'm doing here. I'm just here for, you know, you know, fucking crowd control and like make sure everybody's doing the right thing. Other than that, I will not fucking dip my fingers into your business because I got no idea what the fuck's going on. All right, it's the same fucking thing. All right, but even worse is because a commander and a first sergeant don't do anything. Like, when it comes to planning, the drill sergeants do it. When it comes to training, the drill sergeants do it. When it comes to food, land, ammo, fucking the drill sergeants do it. it maybe the XO helps out, you know, for the RIFMIS, the land requests for us to go to those training areas. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, like, big things, training, fucking all, pretty much everything is ran by us, all right? It wasn't until a couple of years ago... And they're like, we need more officers on Sand Hill. And we're like, cool, man, you could do all of our admin shit. And what did they do? They saw it as a free opportunity to be a fucking private and not do a fucking thing. Now, not all of them, but the majority of them don't do a fucking thing. And, like, that's fine, because I'd rather you do nothing and leave me the fuck alone and let me do my own duty book than you be like, I'm going to put my fingers in this, you know, and fuck it up. Uh, but, yeah, when higher-ups are like, you know, I've got a great idea, I'm just like, oh. You know, I don't come to your office and tell you that your con op is shit. So don't come down and tell me how to run my training. Okay, I've been doing this for three fucking years. You recently coming off the line and being like, you know, I feel like, you know, it'd be a great idea if we did this. It's like, okay, first of all, they're brand new trainees. We're 14 people deep in NCOs. We cannot facilitate this, you know, safety training. Safely in training. And they're just like, no, no, it's a great idea. It's like, sir, shut the fuck up, please. But, yeah, that's the biggest fucking downside to being a drill sergeant is dealing with people's great ideas. Um, <clears throat> Lost in the Sauce asked me, spiders off your face in the field. Well, you know, I will say this, sir. Uh, one, put your face in your bivy sack uh, or get a hammock or a tent. It's I've never endeavored knock on wood um spiders on my face in the field oddly enough i have dealt with feral hogs and snakes and you know just general fuckery but in terms of spiders eh, not so much so yeah uh my favorite duty station all right and if i'm gonna do 20 years so my favorite duty station uh for line time would probably, you know, uh, probably be Fort Lewis. Yeah. Like mountain ranges. Like here's the deal. If you're at Fort Lewis or if you're going to Fort Lewis, uh, here's the deal with Washington state. You can visit the Pacific ocean, two mountain ranges and a desert all in the span of a day. 
really. There's always a new adventure if you're, you know, want to go out there. And if, like, you're not an outdoorsy kind of person, huge gaming community as well. And there's Seattle. There's so much to do there. Um, you have the Ho Rainforest. You can go to the peninsula. Like, if you're conservative, go to the peninsula, especially on the top portion, because they're very conservative. If you're more liberal, stay towards the cities. Um, there's always a new adventure at JBLM. Um, now, granted, the training area is a fucking shit show. But, uh, yeah, no, that's great. But if it's, like, you know, not full online, um, DC is a fantastic fucking duty station. Especially if you're, like, new. Uh, to the old guard soldier peoples, uh, if you're like, oh, this is shit, da 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 Well, you're probably in 4-3 Battalion and not 1-3 Battalion. Alright? Um, 1-3 Battalion, when, like, back in the day, they fucking were the shit. Um... But yeah, uh, DC is a great place because there's like you like if you showed me a map of DC, I'd be like you can get blackout here. This is a great place to have a great time. It's a great place to meet people. Um, yeah, no, like like that's another great one that my friends have been to. Is there anybody that I know that's been to the old guard? Um, uh, they always talk about one, three and like, you know, four, three and all that shit like that. And like, they always, they've gone into depth about, they've given me cause you know, they want me to go and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, that's, it's another great duty station. Uh, if there's no war going on, um, yeah, no, uh, I'm a little out of, I'm a little frazzled mind from my like fucking 30 minute talk about everything else so far. But the worst duty station, obviously, is Fort Hood. But JBLM was a great time. So, yeah, that was great. Those were... Yes, it rains a lot there. Uh, I will say that. But overall, uh, JB, JBLM is fucking the bee's knees if you like like going outdoors. Um, now I'm using filler words. But, yeah, like... I know I have some old guard followers and that's why I'm saying this is like, you know, I visit DC, um, for friends and family who live there and like, you know, my friends who've all been there, love it. They talk great things about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but if you go to the ceremonial battalion, the four, three battalion, then God bless you, you know, cause I went to the Fort Myers to, <laughs> go see one of my friends and uh he was uh he was telling me the difference so yep yep uh am i gonna do 20 years yep i'm trying to you know but like my biggest fear is you have to realize is is that i came in before the purge years so the purge years were 13 through 15 so i came in before that and i'm scared that if certain people get reelected or certain people come into office, they're going to do what they did last time. So it wasn't during a certain president's, uh, I don't know why I'm being everybody, I'm using timetables. So when Obama was in office, right? <clears throat> uh, it wasn't the first term. It was the second term. The second term, they did what we called a sequester. So it was PT test, PT test, PT test, drug test, PT test, drug test. Oh, you're late to formation. Congratulations, you have now have a company grade. And so what they were doing was they were fucking shaving off fucking um, 
all the all the privates in terms of like trying to like cut numbers if they didn't get caught on drug tests or you know what they would do and this is highly illegal i'm just letting you know this right now they would make you take three pt tests a week monday wednesday friday and if you passed two of them but failed that one that one instantly became a record and would be used against you to get you out all right and then for the uh, mid-level NCOs, so like staff sergeants and sar- like some sergeants, but mostly staff sergeants, they were fucking QMPing them, meaning they were going to a board and like getting their board files reviewed. And like if you had like, I don't know, an Article 15, they would fucking drop you. All right. And then sergeant majors, they were like all clinging and throwing each other under the fucking butt. It was a shit show. So to put it into simple terms, I went to my first unit with 14 dudes, right? And... uh only three of us survived the purge years, all right? Because we had to make, like, me and my buddy, me and those three guys, like, worked out all the time, fucking on point, even when, like, people were, like, the specialists were, like, trying to throw us under the bus and shit. It was a fucking shit time in the military. And so to get to 20 years, I know is going to be a rough fucking challenge. Um, but that's why, and I heavily encourage most of you to do this, do not tie your personality or your existence to your uniform like don't get me wrong i am the most moto fucking like off the wall crazy about the infantry kind of guy like written books and papers and run this page and do all this crazy stuff and like you know um but you know i fucking uh i don't do it because i know that i'm just a number and a name that could be easily dropped whenever you know and then they'll do exactly what they fucking did which was oh we need more people let's ask the dudes that we kicked out and they're like dude go fuck yourself like i'm not and like i watched so many fucking amazing soldiers and war fighters and shit get kicked out because that was another big thing is they weaponized EVH. so like my buddies who were like facing problems what they would do is they'd be like oh like so when you would do like srp and shit. So to those of you who've never been to an SRP, an SRP is like um, a pre pre deployment post deployment thing, um, or if you're like you know doing GRF or something. So you go, you get all your deployment shots, and you talk to a counselor and shit like that. And so what they would do is they'd be like, they would ask you very 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 uh, pinpoint questions to try to catch you. And so they'd be like, oh, are you, like, having bad dreams? And my buddies who had seen shit, you know, um, crazy shit, they would be like, you know, I've been, you know, because that was during the years, like, oh, we'll take care of you, don't worry. And then they'd be like, but we mean from the outside, you know. So all my buddies and friends who admitted that they had, like, PTSD or something of that nature uh, immediately got kicked out. And so... I watched that happen, and I was like, fuck that. You know, a lot of us were like, oh, don't fucking, don't get, don't go to EBH, because now you're fucking non-deployable, and then they kick your ass out. So, um, yeah, like, that was another major thing, which is why I run this page, and why I'm like, hey, man, if you don't want to go, you know, have the army up in your business, you know, we got one source and all that shit like that. So, um, yeah. But, uh those were interesting times and you know, I would love to make it to 20 years. And if I don't, I'll go to the national guard and then I'll just 100% be honest in everything that I feel. Cause I'm very, very reserved, um, purely because I want to make it to 20. That'd be nice. And then, uh, you know, 
but I can't be honest in the way that I would like to be because that's how you get hunted. That's how you get fucking, you know, people come after you. Like, uh, you know, there's certain, you know, meme sites or sites that, you know, are constantly getting fucking, you know, uh, hunted. Like there's a meme site that used to be like, oh my gosh, did you see what was on this, you know, page? And I think you're kind of, I think to those of us who've been around, you know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about, where they were like, oh my gosh, did you go and see on their page? Like this thing incident happened at this unit. And now it's just like, ha ha ha, look at this funny fucking text. It's like, wow, you guys went from like breaking up fucking toxic leadership to what the fuck is this? Like, you know. And, like, it's a sad place where, you know, you watch institutions, you know, external to the army that care about soldiers go from, like, I care about soldiers to, like, oh, now I'm making a profit, so now I must, you know, be be very, very uh, careful in the things that I post, you know. Me, I'm going to be the exact opposite. If I make it to 20 years, like... Or even if I don't, it's worse if I don't. I'm just letting you know that right now because if I didn't make it to 20 years, you're cranking up that dial to like me just be like, so anyway, here's everything that I know and have seen. So uh, I don't want to do that. And that's not a threat. That's not a threat at all. It's just like, you know, uh, I'm a good red, white, and blue American soldier. And, you know, I know what to talk about and what not to talk about. So, uh, yeah, we'll just keep it that way. But you know, I would love to make it to 20 years. And the moment that my 20 years hit, boom, I'm dropping packet and getting the fuck out because it's not, it's not a gamble. You know, I don't want to risk a retirement. Um, but yeah, like I would love to make it to 20 years, but that's something also to note is like what, and this is kind of, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Um, what I post and what I don't post is purely, you know, if you notice, there's, um, I watch what I say. I don't talk about units. I don't talk about people, things that, and I've mentioned this before is like, I am not trying to get hunted. I am not trying to draw the attention from somebody who's going to get very, very offended and come after me. Like, I just don't want that shit. All right. I'm trying to make everybody laugh. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't, it's kind of like there was an incident recently that happened in one of my buddy's companies, um, and units and like everybody was messaging me about it. Like it was like, Oh my God, like, are you going to like meme this? Are you going to talk about this? No, the fuck no. I don't need to. My material does not need to fucking degrade my friends and or exploit a situation that other sites are going to talk about anyways for cheap laughs and follows. All right. Like, okay. You know, if you want to exploit things, then exploit it. I don't care. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to talk about serious topics that need to be addressed within our military that need to be better. All right. If you haven't picked up on that yet, I talk about things like, yeah, I make jokes from time to time. You know, a lot of the times it is a joke, but at the same time, I'm taking a serious topic and then I'm memeing it. So that way it's like, ha, 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 wait a minute. I didn't realize this. Wow, it's crazy. It's like, because if I did that in a normal setting, it wouldn't be well received. I'm like, hey, like, listen, it's kind of weird how, you know, we're the only organization in the world that doesn't have a reporting, you know, authority for 
abuse of units or employees or anything of that nature. But if I make a meme about it and I'm like, ho ho, you know, breaking news, like the fucking army finally adopted an HR fucking program. It's like people like, ha ha, wait a minute. Oh yeah, that is a smart idea. Crazy how that works, you know? And on top of that, I'm venting for a lot of the things. So I know I kind of went off track where I was like, oh, I want to retire at 20 years. And then, you know, um, why I meme and stuff like that and why I like, you know, don't do what I want to do. Like, trust me, there's a thought in my head that I've had for the past five years that I would love to fucking implement and like legitimately would love to fucking do. But I know, I know in my heart of hearts, it would end badly. And I like my job and I like teaching and I like fucking being an infantry drill sergeant and an infantryman for the United States Army. All right. But, you know, it's not that time or place to fucking really just be like, you know what? Today I'm just going to commit career suicide. All right. Like. The work that Terminal Warrant Officer does and Army Batman, not Tradoc Batman anymore, but like their investigations and the things that they do, that's, you know, that's a great, you know, they're doing the Lord's work in terms of like, hey man, like that's great that like you've taken the time to really, really address issues. You know, now do I agree with them on everything? No, because, you know, I'm a logical, have my own point of view sort of mindset. But at the same time, you know, it's like, it's nice that there's people out there that give a shit enough take time out of their personal lives to be like, hey, this is fucked up, you know. I do it in a sense of, like, I'm joking about it, but at the same time raising awareness to it. Because, like I've said in my comment sections to one individual who, you know, was like, oh, I'm 21 years in and I'm about to retire, and you make a lot of great points. It's like that's that's like an audience that I'm also trying to reach besides, you know, the common soldier is, you know, these ideas of... You know, oh, hey, like it would be really smart to implement an EBT card system like they do in college where you can swipe it at the commissary or you can swipe it in the defect or, oh, wow, I didn't think of the specialist rank in this regards or, wow, that infantry warden officer thing is really, really fucking smart. Or, yeah, you know what? It's kind of fucked up how the infantry has their own combat badge, but, you know, tankers and engineers and shit don't eat like that's the shit I'm talking about where like I can joke about it, turn it around And then, like, it becomes like a, huh, you know, like, if I reach somebody high enough that it can make a substantial difference, that's great. But at the same time, it also puts into the minds of others, you know, this great idea of, like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. Like, why the fuck can, um, you know, like, I I memed about it the other day, which was, you know, an 18-year-old girl can get, you know, face-fucked on camera by, like, 20 dicks for money, but, you know, a soldier can't drink or have nicotine when they could die for their country and go get, be buried in Arlington. Like where the fucking sense is that, you know? And on top of that, Hey, you erect because I've already mentioned it in my post. Great job. I just want to say great fucking job. Putting mentally disabled kids into the military is hands down your classiest fucking move. I know that you're having a hard time fucking making numbers, but when you're putting cap fours or ASVAB waivers, which I thought was a fucking joke, but you're putting people with a 10, a 10 ASVAB into the fucking army. I just want to let you know, I sincerely hope you burn in hell because you're a bad person. And I hope you're sterile, like from the bottom of my heart, like what the fuck is wrong with you? All right. And that's a serious note. That's not me joking. That is 100% like you're a bad person. 
All right, you're going to have somebody who doesn't have the mental capacity to understand that they could die and or be in a life or death situation, right? Like where others are counting on them and you're going to put them in a combat MOS, not something of support, which I can more or less understand because, you know, giving them a fair opportunity at life, you know, when they've been, you know, biologically, genetically, you know, inhibited, sadly, but you're gonna put them in a combat MOS, you fucking, mm, 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 mm. oh, oh, I fucking hate you, I hate you recruiters, and fucking lying to privates all the time, anyways, <clears throat> so, wildest moments in my career, all right, uh, so, some of the wildest moments in my career was, I remember specifically, I was laying on top of my striker, and, my gunner comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, did you see what the president tweeted? And I was like, this is back when uh, President Trump was still in office. And uh, I just want to let the the listeners know I am neither left nor right. I am very moderate. You know, I make I'm I have views from the left and right. So I'm laying there and he goes, he's like, yes, yeah, did you see what the president tweeted? And I was like, what's up, man? He goes, he shows me and he goes, Kim Jong-un. I just want you to know that I have a bigger, redder button than you, and I know how to use it. And we're talking about nuclear missiles, or tactical nuclear missiles, and I'm just like, oh, did my president just make a dick joke? I love him for that. Not because, you know, it was a fucking Chad move, but because it was so fucking funny on a world stage. Like, I love trolling very, very much. And to watch the President of the United States just troll the fuck out of a rogue nation for being assholes was a, you know, was one of the wildest moments. Like, everybody's always freaking out about World War Three, and I'm just like, dude, it's not gonna happen. I've literally been in the military for 10 years. The amount of times that we should have been in World War Three is astronomically large, all right? Like... You had Soleimani, you had North Korea, you had, you know, fucking President Trump being elected, you had January 6th, you had all these fucking events, and nothing triggered a fucking world war. And, or even like, you know, fucking fighting in Syria, which was a proxy war where fucking Russia, China, and, you know, the United States were, and like Delta Force or CAG fucking murked like a hundred Russian mercenaries, mercenaries, quote unquote, and like... Nothing came about it. Or when Turkey shot down a fucking Russian plane or helicopter and nothing came about it. Like, that's what I'm saying is, is like the world isn't the world. All right. Like everybody needs to stop freaking out. Okay. So, and like, and this is, this is another thing that drives me wild is the whole China, Taiwan thing. I'm like, I, we don't have the money logistics weaponry to combat a fucking two million man standing army i fucking don't quote me on that but it's like one million or two million standing army they're the largest military in the world like first of all good fucking luck all right like that would just be the president's big fuck you to the military is like i just want all of you to die um so not because we're not lethal, not because like we wouldn't have the ability to stand our own, but like that would just be astronomically fucking insane to try to like, nobody has done well fighting in Asia. All right. Nobody has done well fighting in Asia besides when we dropped two nuclear, bo two atomic bombs on Japan. All right. So 
yeah, that was one of the wildest moments of my career. The other times were like when I fucking almost died, uh, meeting the president, uh, tons of crazy stuff I've done. You know, biggest thing that I will say uh, that really fucking um, stuck out to me was going from the streets to one of the highest positions that I ever served in in the matter of three years. Um, and being awarded one of the highest awards in the military in three years. Like, that was a very, very defining moment for me, was when I received that award. And I was like, holy fuck. I remember, like, being drunk behind a Papa John's and fucking, uh, now I'm receiving one of the highest military awards. That's, that's really, really crazy to me. So... That's probably some of my wildest moments. Uh, another question that I won't answer. They said the worst company on Sandhill. Um, trust me, it rotates. It rotates, you know, between different battalions, really. It's not really companies. It's battalions. Uh, mortars on Sandhill, I don't fucking work with them. They're, uh, they're not my dealios. All right. I'm not an 11 Charlie. I'm just an 11 Bravo. Um, so I don't deal with the mortars on Sand Hill. Um, if they're producing shit product, don't blame me. Uh, let's see. Suicide prevention. Yeah. So we'll, we'll jump into that. Um, I'm going to have to cut it short again because I got to re-record. Um, but yeah, guys, like don't make a permanent, permanent solution to a temporary problem. Okay. Like. You have so much to live for. And this is coming from somebody who has literally seen the worst of the worst of humanity. All right? Like, from the bottom of my heart, like, there's many a times that nobody would have faulted me for the things that I've seen or, you know, like, had to endeavor. And what keeps me going is is that that's what, you know, that's what society, like, you know, wants you to do in a sense of, like, oh, they're a quitter. They fucking, you know, are a pussy, blah, 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 blah. And what always drove me was, you know, I have so much to offer. I know that I'm rare. I know that I have a different mindset than many, 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 many people. And I have the ability to make a difference. And, you know, from the people that I have saved, oddly enough, through the site is crazy enough alone. Um, and, you know, I just want to say, like, you're never alone. The fifth platoon is always there to talk to you. And, you know, don't ever feel like you can't talk to somebody because I will fucking listen to you. I will help you and I will guide you. All right. So we'll go more into suicide prevention at the very end. Um, now we're actually going to get into the real topics, you know, for an hour already talking. Uh, we haven't even talked about the main topics that people had asked me. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to pause it and then we'll, ro we'll roll into the next one. All right, so I'm starting to get fucking tired, 5th Platoon. Like, I'm sitting behind the CQ desk, <laughs> a.k.a. my table, and I'm, uh, you know, starting to lose it. But we're going to hit up some things, all right? So someone asked me, how does one pass the NCO promotion board? Uh, sincerely, they overhype that motherfucker so much. Like, the ones that I've been to, so when I became a sergeant, right? <laughs> It was hard. And the fact that you had to be pristine. 
And that meant like your uniform was shined, you know, you actually shined your fucking windows. Those are your unit citation windows, as well as, you know, your oak leaf clusters, your fucking uniform was pressed, you know, your uniform underneath was pressed. Shoes had edge dressing on them, like you had to recite the NCO Creed perfectly and then answer all infantry related topics. Nowadays, it's just a fucking free for all. They're like, oh, what is like a seven off half? It's like, that's what's going to be determined for a great NCO, not, you know, like the max effective range of a 240 Bravo or like, you know, what is the area of a bipod 249, like anything of that nature, like none of that, you know, like so. If you're worried about, like, the questioning and shit like that, they give you a fucking outline of the who's going to ask what questions and what's to cover. And the big thing is, is, like, it's called ncostudyboard.com. Like, if you think the fucking board committees, unless they're an asshole, like, they're all reading off of fucking NCO promotion board or armystudyguide.com. There you go, armystudyguide.com. They literally print that shit out and just choose random fucking questions to ask. Unless they're like a fuck it. They got a hard on for like AR670-1 or something stupid. Like I've met, I've been on boards where like I've literally watched first sergeants be like, so like there's nomenclature for this stupid ass part in the striker. What is it? And you're like, that's your question. That's your fucking, like, what is the nomenclature of a fucking Allen wrench? That's your fucking... All right, man, whatever. You're the fucking first, aren't you? know, stupid shit like that. But a good way to prepare for the NCO board, uh, and what I did, was every question that I could find... So another great one is the Promote app. It, uh, Pro, P-R-O, like, those are capital, and then Moat app. Um, they actually will... What they will do is, if you go into the Promote app, they have it by regulation, questions, you know... Uh, field manual, whatever. But they, the big thing is the questions. And what I did was I got like 200 note cards. I color coordinated um, the different ones. So like for just questions, I fucking would use white note cards for, you know, FM questions or TM questions or ATP questions. I would be in purple, um, you know, fucking random miscellaneous questions were like in yellow, shit like that. And like I had a, like an actual, I still have it. It's in my it's in my closet. There's a box of just questions, you know, and that way, you know, you, uh, you just get used to that whole format. It's like, you know, you look at the question and then you answer it yourself. And then you look at the back and be like, okay, I was right or I was wrong. Um, when it comes to, uh, creeds and stuff like that. So this is something that I learned from a buddy of mine years, years, years ago, and it actually really does work. So if you have, um, if you have a difficulty memorizing shit, there's a couple ways that you can go about it. Um, one of the big ones is what you do is you take the let the first letter of every word in a creed or something that you need to memorize, like a paragraph or something, and then you write it out. So what it does is that it forces your mind to put it into your long-term memory, and on top of that, for you to call from memory what that what that letter stands for. So like, no one is more professional than I. So N, no one. I is M more prof- P professional. Like, see how that works? So you just do that. So it'd be like N O I M P. I'm thinking it's also 3:42 in the morning. So get off my ass. All right. But that's how you fucking go about it. All right. 
And you just do that, and you laminate that shit, and you carry it around, and you just... It, passing the board is not... It's confidence. Like, I don't know what it is, but when I stand in front of people... Like, I can give a class to, like, 500 people and be fine. No issue. Get up on the PT stand, do PRT, no issues. The moment you put me in front of a board, start shaking like a fucking leaf. All right? And, you know, they ask me, like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. It's the confidence that they want, that you have the ability to make split-second decisions in, you know, the face of adversity, all right? So that's really what the board is testing you. And do I agree with promotion boards? The fuck no, I don't. I think they're retarded, all right? I think that you should be given an exam, just like the Air Force or the Navy, and see if you're proficient enough to do that. And if you can't do the test that way, then you can get the oral version of the exam, all right? Which is exactly like a board. So really, I'm not taking away from the board. I'm just adding two, all right? Um... Now, moving on to relationship strippers, joint bank accounts. So the big thing with the military is relationships, right? Everybody wants to find the love of their life. They all want to marry, settle down, have kids, have that perfect, you know, white picket fence, shit like that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. In the military, especially the infantry, that's probably not going to be a reality. Um, and the reason is, is that you are gone so much of the time and, you know, in the normal world, you can put your significant other First. And this is a life lesson to those of you who want to join the military or thinking about it is, is that, you know, it, I have seen marriages and relationships that, you know, f you know, were amazing in civilian life, but in the military, they floundered because that significant other is no longer number one. The army has to always be number one. The army will always come first, right? It is your, you are the bitch to the army's fucking needs, Right. And she is a cruel, cruel mistress. All right. She is a fucking bitch. And, you know, the thing with relationships in the military is, is like with the infantry, you have a 95 percent chance of being divorced. And that is not a real statistic, but that is something that I have seen. All right. Like most of my friends have been through one divorce and have like one to two kids with their first wife. All right. And that's why I've remained single is because I have seen great relationships be destroyed by the military all right. And you have to sit down with your significant other and explain to them, you know, this is the life that I'm, you know, pursuing or that I'm a part of, you know, you have to lay it out. You have to be like, the army has to come first. All right. And you have to be okay with that. And I've done that to people before that I'm like, listen, my job has to come first. Like my job is very demanding. I'm going to be gone for months to maybe a year at a time or two years at a time, you know, depending upon what unit you're with. And like, you have to be understanding of that or this isn't going to work. And of course they always go, oh, I don't understand why well, you think I work. <laughs> That's a fucking false. All right. Like usually it's good for about a year and a half before the, the great words come out of their mouth. I fucking hate your job. And most people do. And that's, you know, their own fucking thing. All right. And if you're like me, who never yells, who's always understanding, who tries to do the best that they can, you know, um, in regards to like, you know, making time for that other person, usually they come back in like six to months to a year, a couple years down the road and they're like, I made a huge mistake. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I only gave one shot, so get fucked. But uh, yeah, no, just realize that relationships in the military are extremely hard and, you know, you're not alone. All right. But unless they're your wife, then the military does not give a shit. And most of your chain of command won't give a shit. All right. Um, I had a guy who, and then, I mean, it happened to me too, 
but I had a guy, he was with somebody for five years, went to OSIT, she cheated on him, and then a year later, he met somebody and got married, so it worked out on the long run for him, um, but yeah, you know, just know that, uh, as far as strippers or anybody of questionable and, you know, moral intent, uh, I highly recommend that you stay away from them. Only because they're probably like private. I'm gonna let you tell. I'm gonna let you know something. All right. Like, listen. She's hot, and she's talking to you, a private, right? And she's 27. There's something missing. There's something that you don't seem to grasp, and that is the five kids that she is hiding from you. All right. Because you're an easy target. Because you're dumb, young, and you want to fuck. All right. And she knows this. And so she'll use that to her ability. And I'm not saying this is all women, so don't fucking point fingers at me because I'm going to address misogynist later. Um, you have to realize is, is that those people are trying to use you for your benefits and or because you have that paycheck. And I've seen it happen. That's why it's a stereotype is because these people don't want to work. They want to live off the coattails of your success and you're giving it to them freely because you want to find love or you want to be loved because nobody joins the army because they're doing okay, enlisted wise. All right. So stay away from the people who like, you know, like she's a bad bitch. She like her pussy grips like a fucking vice grip. It's like, okay, that's great. But the thing is, what does she have to offer? Does she have a post, you know, high school degree? Is she going for a post high school degree? Does she have her own career? Is she a good person? Like, what is her, like, intent with you? Like, if she doesn't want her own life and stuff like that, that's usually not a good sign, all right? And I'm not saying that, you know, homemakers are bad people. I'm saying the majority that I have encountered usually are not, all right? And that is the majority. That is not everybody, okay? There are great wives who are stay-at-home wives, and I've met them, and they're great people, and I love them to death, but the majority of them are not there for your fucking benefit. So choose who you want to be with for life because I believe that marriage is a one-time ordeal. All right? So that's what it is. And as far as joint bank accounts, I don't give a fuck if you've been with this person for 20 years. You don't need a joint bank account. You don't. You don't need a joint bank account. You need a joint bank account for bills. I'll give you that. All right? But in terms of like where your money is actually being deposited at, the fuck no. All right? There is no reason why anybody should be touching your money. And I say this to the privates in basic fucking training, all right? And I say to them, your money is your money. You earned your money, all right? And yes, they are your spouse. They are your other half, right? But, comma, pause for effect, right? There should be a fucking equal bank account where you guys pour resources into to pay bills and or build a savings account, all right? So that's in the unlikely case that you do deploy, right? And all of a sudden, oh, fuck, a week before you come home, your bank account is empty. You come to an empty house with nothing but a 30 rack and divorce papers in the middle of the living room saying, I'm leaving you for another woman. Like, that happened to my buddy of mine. All right? And that's what I'm trying to say. And, like, they had a stable relationship for eight fucking years. All right? They had kids. They, you would have never known. Like, you thought that they were perfect, but they weren't perfect. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is you have to safeguard yourself no matter what. All right, so stay the fuck away from joint bank accounts, please. And if they're like, oh, it's because you don't love me. It's like, no, it's because I love you so much that I don't want you to fuck me down, all right? So there's that. All right, moving on to the last two topics, and then we'll get into the quote-unquote sponsors. I apologize. I 
I've been talking for the last hour and a half, pretty much, and my head hurts, and I got the hiccups, kind of, and, like, it's just fucking bad. Anyway, uh, Veterans Day. Veterans Day was fucking monumentally fucking funny for me, because I pissed off so many people. Uh, yeah, I did, like, what's funny is, is that anytime I mention the SF community in a meme, right, besides the ones where I make fun of them, because you pussies are too scared to like it, um... It usually fucking has thousands of likes. Like, the one where I was like, choose your character, rangers, seals, whatever. That one got like fucking 1,500 likes. And I'm like, that is so sad that that is a common occurrence where people are faking their service. Alright, so, yeah. Like, Veterans Day was a lot of fun for me because it was a great time and opportunity for me to make fun of people who cheapen the day. Alright, like, Veterans Day is a great day. In, you know, in the idea, ideology, whatever you want to say, of, like, honoring those who have served, those who are no longer with us, and those currently serving, all right? Because by definition, if you have an honorable discharge, which I have too, uh, technically I'm a veteran. I don't consider yourself a veteran until you're out-out, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so to watch everybody kind of, like, come together and laugh about the things that I posted, like the decals on the back of the F-150, uh, you know, Vietnam fucking special forces and like, you know, the big one of the SF choosing your SF branch for veterans day, uh, really, really, you know, made me laugh. Oh, sorry. Adjusting. Um, but yeah. And then final topic to talk about is the misogynist and racist. Okay. First of all, this is the big thing. Okay. Like I do this like, I made a post for three people that are very, you know, dear to my heart, um, that are females and they're service members, okay? They've done great things, and they're great soldiers, all right? And, like, when I see people, and you, most of you didn't know this, it was a trap, really. It was a trap to pull out the misogyny and the people who fucking have backwards ideologies, all right? And during that post... I used historical references, you know, such as, you know, IDF women, Russian snipers, you know, stuff, you know, OSS women, people who did astronomically, you know, and crazy intense shit. And, you know, and me being an infantry drill sergeant, I see females past the old ACFT standard where it was MOS, you know, specific. And yet I have people coming onto my page and just fucking saying the most outlandish, well, you know, I can't pass the ACFT and, like, you know, women are more, like, you know, susceptible. I'm like, I got it, man. I got it. But the thing is, is that what you're failing to see is that you are equating a physical fitness test to the ability to be an infantry soldier, right? When they're passing the infantry standard of testing, where they're doing the 22 weeks, where they're doing from two miles to 16 miles, where they're doing the obstacle course and confidence course twice, where they're qualifying with their weapons and doing infantry tactics, right? But because this 1950s mentality that has been built into American society where women need to be in the house post-World War II, where in World War II, women were fucking fighting and or building everything that we needed for the war effort. And it's like, it's, it's not me simping for women. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's like there's so many historical references to women fighting in combat and being effective killers and or fucking warriors. But because of this 
women need to have, be barefoot in the kitchen pushing out children and like not, you know, being in the workforce because of, you know, American, you know, uh, misogyny is blows my fucking mind. It's like, okay, I will tell you this. When the infantry was talking about letting the doors open to women, I sincerely did not have an issue with it. And I'm going to say this so that way everybody hears me from my mouth through this microphone say it. It is, it is okay as long as they meet the standard. The standard. The standard. The standard. That is the thing that we all love to fucking preach. But the moment someone passes it, they lower the quote-unquote standard. All right? So, and it's funny because this dude who's a tanker who never fucking was in the infantry decides to go off on a tangent about how women shouldn't be in the fucking military and or in the infantry. And I'm like, what the fuck do you even talk about, man? Like, you're not even there. I am there on a daily basis and they're fucking passing, right? And that is the big thing is, is like, it is the standard and they're passing it. And he's like, well, they just, they lowered the standard for women. It's like, they lowered the standard for both genders, for men and female, because their bodies are so weak from not playing outside like we did in the 90s because they've been inside playing on iPads. We had to lower the ruck standard from 60 above to 35 throughout all of basic training so that they didn't break. And that is both men and female. All right. But when it comes to everything else, every other fucking task and purpose, right, that the infantry needs to accomplish, the conditioning course, the fucking obstacle course, the ruck marches, the sticks, the field training exercises, they fucking do it. And then some dipshit, some fucking moron comes on to the fucking feed and goes, oh, me and a buddy have personally helped out a female trainee. I'm like, you're a fucking moron, first of all. Why would you, one, admit that to the internet? Two, you know I blast people in my stories religiously for things that they say. And three, you, you just admitted as a drill sergeant that you pushed a trainee who didn't need to be pushed through. A restart packet and or a phase packet, like to put them in another phase to become stronger soldiers, is not a hard task. As well as if they can't meet the standard, it's failure to adapt and you can just chapter their ass, right? So... Watching all of these comments and shit, I'm just blown the fuck away. It's like, dude, standard. I am unisex in my decision making on who should be like, okay, again, going back to 2015, when they said that they bring females into the infantry, I said, as long as they meet the fucking standard, that is all that matters. As long as you meet this universal thing that all males have to meet and females should have to meet as well, that is fine. If they can't make the standard, then guess what? They don't need to be in the fucking infantry, right? And then he's bringing up a fucking Marine Corps statistic. Like, well, you know, the gender integrated thing. I was like, yeah, they took them from like random units and shit. I've read the reports too, man. I was there in the DOD when that fucking happened. All right. I remember specifically when that fucking happened because I was there. I was fucking there. All right. So I am the biggest harping of standards and who should do what and all this stuff like that. But the thing is, is that when you make these off the wall comments with your fucking feelings and beliefs, I'm going to say this because I know that you're probably leaning in a certain way. 
Your fucking feelings don't matter when facts are presented. Facts are facts. Get the fuck over it. All right. And that is the thing is, is that you can bitch, you can moan, you can complain, you can say whatever the fuck you want on my page, but be prepared to be blasted in my fucking stories so that the whole world can see your fucking stupid ass comment that has no basis to it. All right. I don't talk about things or make memes about things that I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. And I have been doing this job on the Hill for three years where I have watched females right past the old standard and the quote unquote new one, which is bullshit of where they have a lower standard because some people and other MOSs don't want to fucking adhere to, you know, a gender neutral test. All right. I found when they took away the general neutral test and the MOS part of the test was bullshit. I will give you that. But when you make comments to undermine the works of amazing women who are pilots, uh, you know, fucking Apache or, you know, fixed wing or FET teams or anybody of that nature, go fuck yourself. Seriously. Like there's so many instances where female officers, soldiers, airmen, sailors, you know, whatever, Marines have done amazing things. And you're just living in this past mindset that has been pushed upon American society since the 1950s. Get the fuck over it, all right? And in terms of racism, whoo! All right, I'm gonna say this, all right? Well, if you're a racist, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I probably won't respond. I'm just gonna put you in the stories immediately, immediately. So that way everybody knows that you're a bad person, all right? That is the fucking underlying thing. All right. I grew up in an area like here's a little fucking shocker for you. I grew up socialist and liberal. Am I socialist and liberal? No, I'm a moderate, like I've said before. All right. But here's the deal is the one benefit of me growing up that way is I grew up in a term which is now considered racist. I don't know how it's racist because I'm living Martin Luther King's dream was we grew up judging people off of the content of their character, not the content of their skin color. All right. And I have friends who are fucking, you know, white, black, fucking, you know, whatever race that they are. Okay. Like, I'm just not going to go naming off every fucking ethnicity in the world. But that's the thing is, is that in the army, you are, everybody is, is green. Everybody is green. Every, there's some people who are darker shades of green. There's some people who are lighter shades of green. All right. But everybody is green. All right. And that's the thing. Is, is that your fucking ideology that one race is better than the other is fucking outdated. And on top of that, it's wrong and it's fucking evil. All right. Everybody is fucking equal. All right. There are people who, you know, you may not like a certain race, but guess what? They've been a sergeant major. They've been a ranger. They've been SF. They've done something great and amazing that you will never do. All right. And it's the same thing with fucking women as well. There are women who are doing things like there's a female Captain and Ranger Regiment and I believe 3rd Bat, all right, she was a platoon leader for Ranger Regiment, deployed to Afghanistan with Ranger Regiment, was in the 82nd before that, went to West Point, all right, and now she's an XO of a fucking HHC company in Ranger Regiment. She's got her Ranger tab, she has her EIB, and she has a deployment scroll, all right? She's done things that 90% of us will never fucking do in our entire lives. And guess what? She fucking earned it and she did it. All right? So that's my whole fucking point. Now to move on to the fake sponsors. But my last point is this. Stop being an evil piece of shit. Broaden your open, open your, open your fucking mind and realize that it is, you know, it is a time in history 
where we can appreciate each other's weaknesses and faults and work together to become better, whether that's racial, gender, what have you. All right, moving on to my to my sponsors. All right, Banana Fly. Banana Fly, much like, you know, the apple of bees, you can go there and you can open up personally and openly about your military service while you wear your fucking service shirt and or spout outrageous fucking stories about your times and service, about how the times that you were down in the Panama Mars and the Mexicos and you were pulling times with cartel members and shooting up things while everybody looks at you like you're a fucking douche because they're there to just drink and enjoy some chicken wings. But no. Banana Fly, where you can openly admit to the entire fucking world that you're a gigantic piece of shit with an F-150 with every single decal known to man that stipulates that you're a part of the 3% that defend America while you sit there and wonder what time that you have to be back to the trailer park. Banana Fly. All right. SC Auto. So Super Cocksucker Auto, where we will make sure that we will charge you absolutely the astronomical amount on APR that we can for you, Private. That way that you know that all of your paycheck will be siphoned off to pay off this Camaro that is definitely a 2008 with a fucking V8 inside of it. I don't know if that actually exists, but that's what they said here for this promotion thing. All right, so CS Auto. I know that these fucking fake promotion ads are a little bit short and off topic, but at the same time, I'm running out of time, and on top of that, I don't got fucking time for this bullshit. All right, so the last things, like I always fucking cover. All right, so I know I haven't been hitting it as hard lately, um, but again, it is Christmas in November for the 5th Platoon Charity Drive. All right, one person in particular... I don't remember your name off the top of my head, but it's a nice, nice fucking service member who's currently deployed um, overseas. Uh, he donated a thousand dollars to the fucking charity drive. Five hundred for kids, five hundred for veterans. Astronaut. I'm gonna send that. He sent me his uh, overseas address, so I'm going to send him something nice for Christmas um, when I get the opportunity. But yeah, if you could donate um, to either of the organizations that I have, uh, I have Toys for Tots through the Marine Corps and the Gary Sinise Foundation. Both foundations um, give a large portion, I believe 80 to 90% of the proceeds to the actual cause. So a lot of, there's some organizations out there, I'm not going to name them, where they'll, you'll give them like $10 and they'll donate only like a dollar to the fucking cause. But these, these individuals, um, these two organizations donate specifically a large amount of their proceeds. Um, it would be very, it means a lot to me um, as a child that came from poverty, as well as, you know, looking out for the vets and the first responders through the Gary Sinise Foundation. And then finally, uh, to talk about um, your mental health. All right. So I've mentioned it before. Uh, what is stronger? Is it stronger to lay in your weakness and your sadness and your, you know, drinking or whatever your vice is? Or is it stronger to climb up out of it and become a better person and be the person that you always were, right? And I've been there, all right? We all have our moments, all right? It is not, it, your mind is much like your body, all right? We all go to the gym. We all want to, like, look physically attractive and stuff like that. All right, we work out to make sure that we, you know, look better. And your mind is the exact same way. You cannot be better, you know, if you don't have the ability to love yourself and fix the mental issues that you have. So I offer a service, um, and that is Military One Source. All right, so with Military One Source, and I've talked about them many of times, all right, or your MFLAC uh, to, one of, to, uh, uh, to one of them, 
to one of the followers who mentioned this to me, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking names fully right now. I don't want to like fuck it up. Um, she, uh, Car Carly, sorry. Uh, Carly is the one that I mentioned in the, the female post. She mentioned the MFLAC, uh, same thing. It's on post for military one source, uh, to use, but with military one source, you get 12 free, um, counseling sessions, it's 12 free. free, 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 free of a counselor of your choice who will help you um, through, they're not gonna judge you, they're a counsel of your choice, you just call up Military One Source, it's in my links, all right? It should be one of the top links to actually click on. Click on. All right, so far we've helped out about 42 individuals. Uh, some of them have reached out and told me how, uh, you know, they never knew about this and how it saved their life, and that means a lot to me, all right? so. Please, if you're suffering, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to the platoon, you can reach out to Military One Source, and they will help you, and they'll annoyingly call you, okay? So, I am super tired. It is now 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. I promised you I would do this. I'm going to walk away from this EQ desk, and I hope you all have a great week, and we'll catch up next time here in the 5th Platoon Podcast.